man. It's another show, man. It's episode 24. Episode 24. You guys know how we go. We get this thing going one way or another. If you don't like it, it's your mother. We're going to get this thing going. I got my guy, Big Game James. You cannot spell James without putting Big Game in front of it, man. What's up, man? What's up, big dog? I'm out here chilling, mo dealing, all all good things. You know, training camp started today. It's it's finally here, man. Like it's finally, finally here. It seems like football takes forever, but it's finally here, man. It finally is, man. And uh, all of the the talk, the naysayers, everybody got some some opinions about my Cowboys, right? Oh, my right. my my bad, our Cowboys. Everybody got an opinion <laughs> about our Cowboys. I say, it, I say it too. Yeah, I say it too. My Cowboys. Man. Yeah. My Cowboys, my <laughs> This is my team I was playing. You know what I mean? But uh, did you get a chance to see any highlights or anything? Because I just made it back, man. I was just talking to some some business talk earlier. So did you get a chance to see anything? Man, I just got, I got to see what, you know, um, really not a lot. Uh, I really won't be able to see it until, you know, we'll probably we get off the broadcast tonight because I flew straight in from work, come, mm-hmm. coming straight off from work here, just like, you know, how you had to take care of some things. Uh, I, I, however, at work, I'll be sneaking, I'll be posting highlights. So I got to see a few things. Um, you know, the biggest key, I was excited. I got to see Randy Gregory out there. Right. Of course, he's now on the non-football uh, injury list, so he's out there just basically got to get his legs underneath. Him. He's going to do a lot of drills. Uh, he looked good. He looked healthy. I uh, posted it. And I feel, I, see, I still see, see see some hate out there for him, and I think I'm really still I'm really kind of frustrated by that right now, mm-hmm. Law, because I feel like you know what this kid has battled back, and 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 it's sad in this society that we want people to fail. It's right. sad in this society that we don't want to see people succeed. We don't want to see a success story. We rather see people just fail and fall off the earth because of their jealousy and their own and their own. Or once and and want to probably be a professional athlete and they can't you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so their hate hatred comes out you know what i mean but right. when you look at it you want a guy who's battled back from this kind of stuff and when you see the stuff like that law those guys fall off alden smith we can name numerous of players that have done this and you don't ever hear him from again and the fact that he's battled back in these two years and let's see him actually make it let's root for him let's not say oh yeah look at him he look like he gonna do it again or yeah he he gonna do it again man let's be positive and let's root Mm -hmm. for this kid he could be a difference maker for our team this could be a success story around for the whole nfl because if he can battle back and be a success story now this gives hopes for other people out there that may be having issues like this or just in general that you have battle people that battle problems saying you can make it, you can do it, and you know what, the NFL is there to help you. So maybe you can bring the NFL, the players together as well, seeing a story like this being a success story. Yes, man. If anything needs to happen successfully, this right here needs to happen successfully, especially how uh, Roger Goodell and his whole opinions of, or I guess his way of operating this NFL is just so crazy to me. Um, right. I just can't wait for Randy Gregory to prove everybody wrong. I, I'm rooting for him, but he got to still get out there and show up and show out. Uh, of course, they have him listed at what 245 pounds, 238, yes. something like that. 240, 242, 242. So I'm not worried about that. I'm not even worried about it. My thing is, can he stay healthy? That's the only thing I want. I said, I said earlier on the show, I said, make a wish to stay healthy campaign. 
mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw him in the mix. I'm gonna throw Jalen Smith. I'm gonna throw Malik Collins. I'm gonna throw Sean Lee. And uh, who else? Who need to stay healthy? Dan Bailey, Money Man Bailey. All those guys need to stay healthy. I think that if they can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. We can see a different type of team uh, as it relates to from what we saw from last year. So that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for when we're talking about uh, just football in general in this offseason training camp. Because none of this stuff means nothing if these guys can't stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, health is always the key in any team because, I mean, football is one of the hardest sports to play out there. You rarely see a, a player go through a season saying, you know, he's fully healthy or he ends the season. He's got all kind of bumps and bruises. So that's the biggest thing. It seems like the last few years, I mean, 2014, we lost what Lee mm-hmm. In 2015, we lost Scandrick. And then, you know, 2016 was, wasn't too bad. We still had a few injury fronts, but it wasn't crazy. Usually right. when we don't have a lot of injuries, we roll. Uh, but at the end of the day, we got to have that depth that we've been talking about. Chaz green. I seen he was out today. He was on a stretch on a card, but it was more dehydration. What I heard, Another big thing uh, on the non-football injury list was uh, Kayvon Frazier having the mm-hmm. blood condition. I heard it's nothing too big. I was listening to Patrick Walker. Uh, he does the Dallas Cowboys 24-7 sports. Right. He made a tweet and was saying that pretty much nothing is big. But, you know, I've been seeing a lot of prayer up from Kayvon Frazier. I follow him on Twitter. He's doing a lot of prayer prayer up on his thing. So I don't know what that means. I'm not leading into anything, but – you know, maybe he's just, you know, hey, I, I, I've come this close and I don't need something like this, like a blood condition coming up. Right, man. That's something that we always have to worry about, man. Uh, I remember Chris Bosh. You know him? You know, from yeah. the NBA side. He had yeah. blood clock situations. And I lost mm-hmm. a good friend. Uh, he was a friend of my father. And, he, and we used to play dominoes all the time. And he uh, was in the Army and got back from the Army and, uh, well, military and retired from the military. And mm-hmm. just went in and did a simple uh, leg operation, you know, to get out some um, some scar tissues that was in his knee. Caught a blood clot, and, uh, and, and he's six feet deep now, you know. So that stuff is serious, man. And uh, I don't play around with that. Hopefully uh, it's just something that he can take a pill. Somebody said that he can take a pill and it can be all over with uh, as far as uh, the blood clot situations. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not a, a medical expert. I'm not a scientist or anything like that. But it just kind of just paused, call, paused, what, stop the pause, pause mm-hmm. the calls, whatever it is with that saying. Uh-huh. Um, uh, just take a pause the calls, I guess, uh, to stop and look and re- realize that football is, is just a sport. But life, he got kids. He got a kid to worry about. He got a wife. And, yeah, brand uh, new, brand new baby. Brand new baby. So, I mean, those are things that he got to worry about. And I don't want the man to get out there and just try to prove a point and not make it to see his kid graduate or to see his kid get married and stuff like that. So, hopefully, it's just something that can go away. But all we can do is just pray at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my bad about that guy i just stumble over everything that's why we live man you gonna you guys gonna see us make mistakes over words you guys gonna see us in our um we just transparent that's how it is big game James. well that's you know it it's life it's, it's it's all good like i said today's the first day mm-hmm. um zeke looked really good as far as fit and trim like i said he looked strong he looked uh he looked healthy cocky strong can't wait to see him uh posted some videos i just love watching him run can't wait to see what Dak's going to bring to the table. It's just going to be a lot of battles. When you listen, I listened to a, uh, 
a little piece from Stephen Jones when he was talking about training camp in general. And I think I have spoke on it more than a few times and saying, when you ask me one thing, are you excited about training camp is these battles that are coming up. These training camp battles that are that's the most exciting thing. And Stephen Jones hit it on on his interview as well. He said he's really excited about seeing these training camp battles because you have so many openings. Like I said, the last few years, it was always Witten. He had already had the tight end spot locked up. Mm-hmm. It was always Dez Bryant. You know what I mean? It was always those guys. Um, and, and that's what it was always going to be. Well, not always going to be, but that's what it had been. Right. And people were just accustomed and used to it. Now it's open season. Now tight end position, everybody's fighting for it because nobody has a spot. Wide receiver, nobody has a spot. All speculation, training camp, preseason games is going to determine it. And like I said, a rookie can come in and sneak in and take somebody's spot, or there's going to be some surprise cuts. That's a that's a fact. There's going to be a few surprise cuts. I told you a surprise cut. I don't care if anybody wants to get mad at me. I said a while ago, I definitely said a while ago, that Rico could still be a surprise cut. We can mm-hmm. see. I don't want him to be, but we're going to see. I want to get there closer to action like we've been talking about law so I can actually see this dude up close. I'm going up there next week. I um uh, hopefully me and Tyson, uh, seen, you know, right. I've been talking to Tyson West coast. He's already out there. He had a video today. He's out there every day. Cause he lives out in Cali West coast. Uh, Shout but hopefully we him, can man. meet up. Shout out to uh, West yeah. coast, but hopefully we can meet up. We've been talking back and forth. Maybe we can do a show, but you know, he's getting near that action. You want to just get close to these guys and really see how they really work. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to see it from somebody. I want to see how they really work. So when I can really say, okay, you know what? This dude taco Tron has really improved. Or, you know what, Leo Collins is really a dog at right tackle. You feel me? That's what I really want to see, those year mm-hmm. two leaps from some of these guys. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, just like you said earlier, you know, it's going to be a hard cut. There's going to be things that are developing that we've never seen before. This is the thing, too, as well, big game, James. Hey, how many Super Bowls did we win with Jason Witten? Right. How many Super Bowls did we win with Dez Bryant? Right. How many Super Bowls did we win with Tony Romo? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is I'm not trying to craft a story that these guys was the reason that we did not win the Super Bowl. But there's something about when you bring in something new. It means it's throwing in a new flavor, right? Sometimes we have to start by just looking back and starting over. And I think that this team, the leadership aspect of what Dak Prescott can bring, the leadership aspect of what uh Pretty, pretty much what Ezekiel Elliott can bring as far as his experience from what he did from a collegiate level, right? Now you add in and sprinkle in the sprinkle uh, and the the younger guys that you never seen before, like the the Gallup kid and the uh, the Tavon Austin. Now he had the ability to run behind this particular offensive line. Look, this team is new. I do understand where the media is coming from. Uh, saying that, okay, this team is not proven. They're not having the chippery, the, 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 the loud talk like they did last year when they had Dez Bryant out there, when they had the uh, T.O.s out there. This is a new leaf. Yes, I do understand where they're coming from, but sometimes this new philosophy – we're gonna it be good. Be just, it's just gonna be nice, man. We're we're gonna have a good yeah. team. We're I'm just we're gonna have a good team. I saw some of the drills today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just in some of the highlights. Uh, Sean Lee looks good. Oh, Jalen wow. Smith looked looked look a, a more explosive as far as he looked like he wasn't hesitating on the foot, like kind of mm-hmm. favoring it. Because last year you could see it. I don't care. Everybody was saying he was favoring the foot, and we could understand that you had drop foot. So we can understand why you would favor it or try to, you know, put your pressure on it. Or when you're trying to do different moves, you're trying not to really 
put that foot into the ground. But now you can see I've seen a few drills. Uh, man, he was exploding right into that bag. Mm, just looking good. Sean Lee was looking good. LVE is a big dude. Yeah, like he's a he, he's a big kid, and I just really hope he grasps the system quickly, and he could just be integrated, you know, right from day one. That would just be great if he was a day one starter. I don't know if he can do it, but it would be sweet if he was a day one starter. And we had him, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee out there because I really feel like he's going to be good. I was uh, sour on having him at nineteen, but the more I look at him, I feel like he's really soaking up Dallas and the leadership and just the responsibility. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he's going to really grasp that. And he's going to be a player for us. I think he's going to be a player for us, dog. Uh, I think our rookie class is going to be good. Gallup is going to be good for us, too. Gallup yes, is going to be good for us. Schultz is going to be sneaky. Uh, Connor Williams, I think he's going to uh, – I was listening to Brian Broaddus. I hope I ain't talking too much. But I was listening no, to no, you're good. I'm listening. I'm soaking all this stuff in, fam. I was listening to uh, Brian Broaddus, and he was talking about Connor Williams. I had kind of said this myself, that I love Connor Williams, but, it, you know, he's not one of the stoutest guys like mm-hmm. he like Ron Larry was. That's why you could really see us move when we were doing sweeps and we were doing traps and counters because he could move people. I think Connor Williams is more athletic than Ron Leary is as far as getting to the spot, but he may have some problems with some of those 320, 340 guys. But I think he's still going to be good. And the longer he plays on that line, he's just going to grow. I just feel like it was a really good uh, rookie class. I was kind of suspect on the beginning, but I'm allowed to make say I can change. I like it. I like the core we have. I like the coaches we have. I just want to see Garrett um, take it to the next level. I'm going to try to back him. I'm going to say, come on, Garrett, because we have the team, and it's just ready to go full go. As long as we stay relatively injury-free, and Zeke is going to have a freaking monster year. Yes, indeed, man. I think that uh, all what you said with that, it's going to be explosive, guys. And, hey, size do matter when you're talking about a linebacker. Uh, when when uh, Chris Richard was talking about, I want to have the opposition to think before they make those passes, right? When mm-hmm. you got a guy that's six foot four and a half or six foot five, and and as big as he is, I think he's like 240, 245, 257, something like that, and this explosive can fly out to the ball, that is going to make you realize and say to yourself, you saw, I think you said on one of your episodes, Big Game, James, that if you really just look at Sean Lee, he's not that big, burly, like they're not a big guy, right. you know. Right. He looked like an average guy that you bump into at uh, at, uh, at Kroger's or something, you know, Walmart. Right. Right. So, right. but when you see LVE, you're sitting there saying, okay, all right, I got to make a business something. decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? He looked like he plays something. When you he see LVE, looks like yeah. he, when you see him up in the street, you like you play football because you see his neck. So you like you you gotta play football with that neck and you six four and a half. You every bit of almost six five, mm-hmm. almost like the Rolando McClain. I don't know if he's a thumper like that, but he does make plays. I, I was watching some highlights of him. He will stick you and put you in the ground. You know how Rolando McClain, we loved him. Like I said, mm-hmm. when we got McClain, I was excited. I knew he was a goofy, but I was just praying he'd keep his mind together for a few games for us because I knew once he got in that lineup with us, he changed right. our whole defense because of the size and the presence that he brought in the middle he changed the whole game in the middle when we had him in the middle you felt more secure about the run game because you had somebody in that middle that could stuff it yes indeed and shout out to brandon newkirk for making the donation shout, and shout out to everybody on silver silver and blue shout out to everybody yes, who's indeed. listening shout out to everybody who takes their time what's up everybody jessica i mean get uh, producer g rodney dante whoever's listening what's up baby 
Yes, indeed. He says, shout out to Big Game James, looking like the Black Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) That damn Ben, hashtag, he hashtagging that boy. (laughs) That damn Ben. (laughs) Belly Irvin needs to go, he needs to get off that with that cornball ish. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the thing. I heard from a bird, and I ain't going to give my resources away. Okay. And I hate to just put this out there for everybody. Okay. David Irving might not play at all this year. That's what I was hearing, too. Mm-hmm. I was hearing that he wasn't going to be around the facility and that he was going to be suspect for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not that it's not that what you think it is uh, as right. far as the substance abuse. It's not what you think it is. It's not that green... <laughs> I, I don't think I mean you know I was thinking about it yesterday but if he might not even play you just might have to treat him you can cut him but why don't you just treat him like the Rolando McClain and just treat him like give him a Rolando McClain deals I mean you everybody knew you knew when you got McClain he was irresponsible right. you knew you couldn't trust him mm. did anybody ever believe when McClain got with us you could trust him Mm. No, you didn't. So when that's why Dallas didn't either. That's why they gave him one-year deals, $3 million, uh, probably incentives. You get more if you play because we don't believe you're probably going to play the whole year, so we're going to make these deals. So do David Irvin the same way if you keep him on the roster and just give him one-year deals because obviously ain't nobody else going after him. They dangled him and nobody bit. Is that I think, I think we probably was too greedy with the uh, – We might have been greedy, but year, nobody yeah. really coming after him right now. And like I said, Kansas City Chiefs gave him away for nothing. Now, now hindsight is twenty twenty, of course, but would you do a heads-up, straight-up trade, David Irvin for Earl Thomas? Hell, yeah, because that's problems gone. <laughs> <laughs> and wisdom and experience there. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, do you, I would do that in a heartbeat, but guess what? See, I don't mm. ain't taking on that because they know them problems too. Hmm. That would that, that if you're Seattle, right? Right. Would that make sense to you to do that? <laughs> well, if Seattle at the time, they're probably looking at it like, look, I got Malik McDowell, and then I already have the guy that that's from uh, Alabama. I think they have that guy on the inside, and we sprinkle in David Irvin. We got Legion of Booms 2.0 back again. But you know, you know what? I take that back because <laughs> it seems like problem players can go to Seattle and change. Frank Clark, yeah, they can just Frank change. Clark, not just yeah. just Clark Bennett. I mean, they got plenty of players that mm-hmm. not plenty. I'm not going to say that, but they had players that had the so-called attitudes that mm-hmm. they go to there but and they succeed so maybe david Irvin, if they got a straight up trade he probably maybe could get his stuff together because i definitely can tell you pete carroll's a better coach than jason garrett oh yeah man 10 times twice and on i Sundays. think he relates better i think pete carroll i think the reason why they're successful in my opinion over there is because he is a player's coach per se but i feel like he doesn't play around and they give him disrespect i feel like they do respect him and that's why they play for him and right. i feel like he gives them their respect as well and that goes a long way in the football world with these guys no doubt man and i'm gonna just give a quick shout out to those that's on my uh, youtube panel uh, or youtube chat box juice 21 shout out to you craig english joseph hirsch uh, Patel, shout out to you, Almighty Bones. Uh, they said no Dak Ninja. He said that they didn't get no notification. So it is what it is. The YouTube Illuminati just trying to hold us down. But we're <laughs> going to still party, baby, all over my YouTube body. Illuminati. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, shout out to my guy, Vach Lombardi. You know, I got that from him. He used to always say the YouTube Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what's going on. Yes, indeed. For them not to give the notification to the nation, you guys know that I love the notification squad and I always got to give out 
a shout out to the first person that made wood or laid the wood down here in the chat box. Lazy Dallas Cowboys production was the first person in the mix. And how well the third? Come on, man. You got to step it up. You're in second place, bro. And David B, <laughs> let's go. He's in third place. Hey, next time, just jump in a little sooner, right? <laughs> a little quicker now. <laughs> what's good now? What we was talking about to David Irvin. What's your, what's your overall feeling on this guy, though? I mean, like I said, I just feel like he's like Orlando McClain. He's not anybody I can trust would trust anymore. He is supremely talented. Um, he's still young. Uh, yes, it's getting annoying. Yes, it's getting old. And, yes, you could say in your heart, cut him. But you know what? I've seen a lot of these other top-notch teams that don't do that. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of the New Englands, and they see a super talented guy. They're willing to work with him. Yeah, they might cut, get rid of some players, you know, but like a Chandler mm-hmm. Jones, but they were doing them in contract things. Uh, but a, a, a guy who is cheap to them, yes, they will use and squeeze everything, little, little, everything they can get out of a cheap kid. They mm-hmm. will do that. And David Irving's cheap to us. He's not costing us any, well, us. He's not costing the Cowboys any money. True so that. since he's not costing the Cowboys any money, we don't have to sit there and say cut him. He's not costing the Dallas Cowboys anything. And you can continue to lowball him because of what's going on with him. So in essence, it's not hurting us to keep him on the roster. If he plays, that's great if he plays 12 games. Why would we cut him now? Let, if he could play 12 games, let him play 12 games on a cheap deal. And then guess what? Give him another cheap one-year deal and – that's it. You mess That's up, it. you don't get paid. That's your fault. You know what? You know what? Uh, you're right. And the only thing that we can hit get from this is like take a hit on the PRs thing, right? And Jerry Jones know how to right. uh, maneuver right. this with that. <laughs> <laughs> And this is the other thing, too, as well. Um, somebody said in the comment section uh, that it could be CTE. And out of respect of CTE um, research and development, I'm gonna take a pause on this and say, yeah, it could be because could we be. just re- we just don't know. He had a concussion, yeah. right? Yes, he did. He had a concussion at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and then this is when we are we already know that like before this, but we can say this guy been playing football at least since middle school, right? You right. know, so CTE is still something that they trying to uh, to do research on and looking at his decisions. It could be a, a, a good case of, of CTE that that and we just pretty much talking about a guy that's that can't get right because of he playing football playing something that he loved and it always uh it, could, it can be something that can trickle down down the line and we mm-hmm. can be looking like idiots talking about a guy who have cte yeah well you never know that's why you have to find the diagnosis we're uh there he is coming and in with the yay, i rise like the phoenix yes. in with the hot, the, i'm gonna call you the hot boy because that's what that hey right quick that's what the Dallas Cowboys defensive line meant to say that. That's what they call themselves, the hot boys. I didn't hot get boys. to get in deep, but they're calling themselves the hot boys. They call them Baby, Lil Wayne, all them guys. Uh-huh. Who's going to get the most sacks this year? So that's one of their names, the defense, hot boys. Remember it. What's up, DDP? What's up, guys? Diamond Dallas. <laughs> rough rough night, but uh, I'm here. Said I'd like make it. it in. I'm here. I like it. Yes, man. Hey. Better to be seen and not viewed. That's what I'm talking about. You here, you in the mix. You are live on the nation. (laughs) What's good, though, man? Uh, Not much, man. Uh, Got got through all that stuff. Um, Fun times with that blood infection and whatnot. (laughs) 
Mm. I, you might want to give everybody the backdrop, the backstory. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't know what, if anything, you guys would have mentioned on that. Uh, right. So I was in uh, New Braunfels last weekend, floating the river, and uh, while getting out of at the end, when getting out of the river or whatever, uh, I got bumped by someone, slipped, and just scraped the hell out of the outside of my right leg. Like looks like basically road rash from the knee to the ankle, pretty much. And uh, I'd been trying to clean it, especially knowing it was river water, and I'm fairly certain of a bunch of the stuff that floats in that river. <laughs> mm. And uh, it it basically just kept getting worse. And I noticed last night when I wrapped up my show with Cam that uh, I could barely put any weight on it suddenly. And then by midday today, I was like, okay, now like the whole leg feels hot. It's all swollen. My ankle was like baseball size swelling. So I was like, okay, something, something's up here. So uh, I've been all night at a urgent care getting blood work done and getting ungodly huge needles shoved mm-hmm. into me to uh, do some, I don't, it's not penicillin. I forget what it was, but some max dosage of something. And now I'm going to have to do like 10 days of heavy, heavy duty antibiotics to try and flush all of my system back out. Cause Apparently, I was right on the cusp of being a very serious uh, case of this. So, mm. as long as it's not blood clots, man, you'd be all right, man. Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. not cave on Fraser. Although I think his wasn't that it was clotting. I think his problem was that it wasn't clotting. Right. But uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing quite like that. Just fun, uh, fun swelling and pain and all of that <laughs> yeah a lot of people that's in the chat box they showing you a lot of love man yeah, i oh, see yeah. a lot of people Thank saying ddp ddp hey make that a hashtag guys when y'all put ddp out there hashtag ddp so when it goes out to the world that all that somebody have to do is type in hashtag ddp and it comes right to this man's page and also they said ice and elevation this is from joseph yep. Yeah. Sandberg. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to have all that fun treatment and everything. Uh, Mm. I'm hoping it'll be under control now. Um, Yeah. It it got crazy red and everything. Mm. Uh, All that. Yeah. It it, real, real fun to deal with all night, but thankfully it should be taken care of now. Um, God, man, the, the shots too. Like I said, think about like in a cartoon when someone says that like, Oh, like I'm afraid of shots and like the ungodly size of the needle they portray. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it kind of was like that. And I was just, she's like, "All right, I got to give you two of these shots." I was like, "Oh, two of them. All right." Mm. I was like, "Where's it going? Arm, hip?" And they're like, "Yeah, no, like your hip." I'm like, okay, that's not so Ooh. bad. No, like the actual hip bone. Like, oh no, that's awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One on, uh, yeah. One I, on saw, each side. I saw that needle. Uh, you know, when your wife get that when she get pregnant and they, when she had oh the yeah, epidural. the epidural. That yep. dog on needle there, I said, Lord, don't you move. Because they say if you move, you become paralyzed or something like that. That's yep. a long needle, man. Mm. Shout out to all the ladies that had kids out there or, you know, or can birth yep. a child and got to go through that, you know. But Thanks uh, uh, thanks as well to Annette and to Italian Cowboy uh, <laughs> showing some love there. Appreciate you guys. Yes, indeed, boy. Hey, so what are your expectations for this uh, training camp, DDP? I think there are going to be a lot of really good battles. Um, I'm curious to see. It sounds like we've already kind of seen some interesting uh, lineups as far as the receivers are concerned, where we've had uh, Tavon Austin and Cole Beasley lining up outside, whereas we've had Hearns working inside, which, as we've mentioned before, is more to his strength as well. I'm really excited to see this. Like, this is a very, very criticized, heavily criticized receiving core. 
And now we're going to get a chance to see just how versatile they can be and if Dallas can be a little bit more creative with them and just giving different looks, right? Because that's something that the last couple of years we've been so mm-hmm. vanilla in terms of how we approach things that whether it was, you know, who not, not singling out Dez, but opposing cornerbacks in general have said they know like one of three things to look for and they can immediately recognize the tell to know what's coming their way pretty much as far as the receivers are concerned. Hey, son, let me ask uh, you this though. Yeah. Uh, you, you were saying that, did you say, did you see that out there on practice? Cause I didn't get a chance to watch yeah. the highlights. They had Tavon Austin and Cole Beasley line on to the outside. Uh, at different times. Not like they were out there at uh, the same time. I don't think, but I who, saw who's on the opposite side of the field. Way. You seen You could just see the opposite side of the field. Uh, I don't recall. I don't recall that portion of it. I just remember seeing the photos of it where it was pointing out where they were lined up uh, in mm. particular. That's nasty. But, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the the key word for me in the receiving core is versatile because I think that's what they're striving to be. They don't have a prototypical uh, X receiver or anything like that. So they're going to mix things up and get creative, and that's the best thing they can do. So I'm curious to see that, and then I'm curious to see, of course, how. Some of these young guys like LVE and I, really, I want to see how Jalen Smith progresses too. That I think those are my two most curious positions to watch in training camp are the receiving core and then the linebacking core. Mm, I can't wait for this to happen. James, what's good, man? What up? Man. I'm All just right, letting so- DDP have the flow. Yeah, DDP. <laughs> yes, he did, man. Uh, I like the aspect what he talked about when he's in the uh, – the guys line up onto the outside. I didn't get a chance to watch none of the highlights, guys. So I can't wait yeah. to. Uh, I'm, this is how dedicated we are. If we want to yeah, do we'll this show. Gonna, as soon as the yeah, show's over, we'll be up tonight over. posting highlights. I know you're going to be cutting videos at 3 in the morning. <laughs> I'll probably post one of the videos at 4 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we'll be up there moving and shaking and seeing as much as we can. Like I said, I'm excited for next week because, you know, I, I am excited. Uh, I, it's my first training camp in California. So, and I think it's coming to an end. If I'm not correct, it's only like a couple more years, then it's going to be in Dallas for for good, I believe. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's forever. I might be wrong, but I heard rumblings like they were going to stay in Texas because people are frustrated at how it's always in California. Um, but uh, this is my first one. I'm excited. I'm be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. One of those days they won't practice, but they are having the blue and white scrimmage. Sunday, mm-hmm. and I'll be able to be at that one too. So I'm gonna be really excited about that blue and white scrimmage, so we can really see those guys in some live action going against each other. Actually, get to see what's really going on. My battles bouncing off DDP with his linebacker and receivers. Mm-hmm. My battle is the receiving core, but I'm I'm be honest with you, I'm a defensive guy. I, I could care less about offense. Just run the damn ball, complete some passes, let's get some touchdowns. I don't care about offense because I want defense to shut your ass down. I want defense to be all up in your grill, and that's what's frustrating me all these years because we haven't had a defense that's been holding it down. So I'm interested to see those linebackers, as DDP said. The first three, I want to see LVE catch up. I want to see who's going to be in this depth. Damian Wilson is going to be Marsh Lillard, uh, you know, Joe Thomas. Um, I mean, is Covington going to come in out of nowhere? You know, I want to see this other free agency, uh, your boy Kyle Kuro, I believe, yeah. that's converted to linebacker. I think he's number 41. I've I seen him out there. He's got some good size. Can he convert from uh, safety to linebacker? Um, I want to see these cornerbacks. I want to see this Jordan Lewis. I want to see my dog jump in there. Is he? Uh, what's going to happen in that slot? Because I feel like Byron Jones is going to be the guy. Can And I want to see these practices with Byron Jones. 
Everybody's been talking about Byron Jones. He's a better corner than safety. Yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's a dull corner. And we're going to see how he does. I think uh, receivers can still get separation from him. And I want to see what he's going to do. Now with the thing with Kayvon Frazier, now the big thing. You've seen DDP, you said, came with the Trey Boston thing, uh, safety being signed. Now you got Kayvon Frazier with the injury. Now we have are more depleted and you got undrafted. Even though we love the Robinson kid mm-hmm. from Oregon, even though you love Cam Kelly from San Diego State, they are undrafted rookies. And you can't put too much stock in that. So you, now you may want to look at a veteran because Kayvon Frazier is an iffy and you don't have that much depth at the safety position. Now does the Earl thing ring really, really loud? I, I, can't, I follow Bobby Belt on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's heavy with Cowboys. He's heavy. And a lot of people respect him. And this dude is saying he's betting his damn life, his life, <laughs> his life, that Earl Thomas is going to be a Cowboy. Now, I don't know if you're playing jokes with that, but that's what he said on his Twitter. Mm. Been his life, boy. Oh, I posted God. it on my page. <laughs> oh my God! But this is the thing, and uh, Brian Broder said the same thing. That's he big. said he know he knows the uh, was the, the general manager for the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. He know yeah. him. He he was his understudy. So uh, or you know he he learned from Brian Broder's of, of all things. So, uh, Brian Broder said this is the reason why he really wanted Earl Thomas on his team. If we already had a veteran guy, he he would probably say, okay, we'll back back. But he said what Earl Thomas bring, because it's something that, about Sean Lee. We know for sure that it's hard for Sean Lee to play 16 weeks. And you remember when Sean Lee goes out, this whole defense just looks lost. But he was saying that what Earl Thomas is like an insurance policy – that uh, he would still line up Cheeto Bear Wuzier together. Right, he'll still he would take still over. inform uh, Jordan Lewis, no, I want you to be a little bit closer on this play. His, this guy known or the tendency to cut his routes off. Or he would actually work with Jeff. He would take the better angle on this aspect of the field. You know, so this is where the hash mark would be. Whatever it may be what Earl Thomas can bring, that is what he can bring. This wisdom, knowledge, and leadership that we just miss. Just, we just don't have outside of Ashawn Lee. Yeah. Well, on that uh, Trey Boston thing, I wanted to chime in real quick. Uh, so I, I did look into him a little bit more. And it sounds like with him, the biggest problem has been consistency. He'll have a stretch of games where for a few weeks he plays at a really high level. That's where he'll get a lot of his picks and stuff. But then it's like the next several weeks, it's like he suddenly can't remember proper tackling or something like that. And he starts giving up bigger plays. That's what's been hurting him. And that's why he went from three years with Carolina to a one-year deal to now another one-year deal uh, going from the, now the Chargers to the Cardinals. Did you just explain Jeff Heath? Because that, that is exactly what Jeff Heath does. Uh, mean, Heath, Heath never got us five picks in a year. <laughs> right. He never <laughs> got us five picks, but he shows inconsistencies at times, but he then he, he does he shows did. those uh, He did those sort of get us two in one playoff game, though. Right. Was it four still, I'm still bitter over that second one. <laughs> they they called the whistle. They pulled away from him. Yep, because of uh, Mo Claiborne on the other side. The NFL Illuminati. I mm-hmm. think he's been our last. I mean, I think our last three or four years, he's been our leader in our interceptions all those years. Mm-hmm. And mm. if you, yeah, if you sprinkle in somebody like a Earl Thomas, that number can grow. Well, it's Even definitely going like, to. I like, mean, it definitely can grow. Just like you said, I bet the biggest thing Earl's going to bring. He's a dog. We know that he's he's a right. dog. But he the leadership, the mind. The brain, uh, the oneness that he already has with Chris Richard, mm-hmm. uh, the, the camaraderie of just like you said, if Sean Lee falls, gets hurt, we don't feel scared like, oh, here we go again. 
you know, now we can look at it like, okay, Earl can still get those guys together, still can put them in the right positions, still can make the right plays. But also, that's why you drafted the LVE. Hopefully, he stays healthy. But that's why you got another linebacker who's got size. So if Lee goes out, we don't instantly go small and then we get pushed around. How many times have we seen it? Sean Lee goes out, we start getting gashed up the middle. Mm, Sean yep. Lee goes out, they start hitting the running backs out the flats. Sean Lee goes Jones. out, you know, they, they just start killing us with sweeps, counters. Aaron Jones is all I can think I of. Mean, when I watch it, that it's, like, it's like night and day. It's like literally as soon as he goes out, it, our, the defense goes to hell, and it shouldn't do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why they got Chris Rouchard as well because you have a guy in here who's not going to kind of crack over under pressure because, as I've seen, things that stood out to me was when I watched that Giants highlight and Sean Lee was admonishing the coach and telling mm-hmm. the coach what to do. And when I hear about coaches saying they just let you play in this position, that's where you were. You just kind of freestyled it. Okay, that that that's alarming to me. So that just tells me we were outcoached a lot of games. And when we played those good teams or them teams like with Aaron Rodgers, they were going to eventually beat us because of the coaching. They knew our faults. Mm-hmm. They knew what we couldn't do. So they knew to attack those faults. And that's why they beat us in those games. Yes, indeed, man. Coaching. So that's, my own, that's the biggest like target that I'm seeing out there. Like we really need to target and focus on how can this coaching staff elevate everything? How can they improve yeah. this coaching staff? You know. So what what are your thoughts then on when in the press conference yesterday when I think it was Steven who was asked basically the last time the Cowboys had talks with Seattle about acquiring Earl Thomas and him saying that nothing has happened since the draft. And then you hear other stuff saying Seattle's now trying to be firm and say that they want a first for Earl Thomas. What what do you make of that, guys? Uh, I've I seen that story, too, where they said Dallas had no contact with him since mm-hmm. the draft. They haven't really said nothing. I kind of believe it the way Stephen Jones acts. I mean, I listened to him in his press conference. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, pumping Kayvon Frazier, pumping Jeff Heath, and he's like, if something Xavier presents Woods. Itself, Xavier Woods, if something presents itself, basically he's saying if it's in our best interest, then we'll look at it. But mm-hmm. if it's not in our best interest, we're not going to do it. And if Seattle is coming like, well, we want a first, just like you just said, it's not happening. No. Dallas is not giving up no damn first. And maybe a second now, I feel like they're just going to look at third now because of the way, the, the way it's going. You know what I'm saying? But yep. who has the most leverage? I think the Kayvon Frazier, to me, kind of is opening, maybe opening doors now. Because if he, let's say he really goes out, I mean, we are depleted. I mean, I'm I'm not feeling good about free agent rookies back there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't care if they're 6'4", 6'3". I don't care about that. That don't make you good because you're 6'3", 220 pounds. You need to know how to play the game. And these guys know how to coach these offenses, and they see weaknesses, and they know rookies. And if you've never seen this before, you've never seen this kind of offense, they're going to attack you. And then once they catch you in a weakness, they're going to come attack you every play. How many times have we seen it time and time and time again? One of these great quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, once they find you, they're going to come after you. And they're not going to stop until you stop it. I think that sometimes with the decisions that some of the – like like Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, they get so high-minded and uh, and they get so so much in their ways. And and they feel like, okay, you, you remember when – when Jerry Jones said Brandon Whedon throw the best balls, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and also with other things that J- Jerry Jones like to spit out. And Stephen Jones got a little bit of that in him too as well. But the writing is on the wall. Either you're trying to win now or you're trying to rebuild. There's nothing in between. So if, in order for us to be right now, if you you can say, okay, in order for, in order for us for the win, we have to do Philly type of moves. Philadelphia made moves. They didn't sit back and think. They didn't sit back and hold their players hostage. They said, okay, you want to walk uh, – the the wide receiver kid uh, that, that that they got from last year, I forgot his name, uh, and they went and got a Mike Wallace. You know they didn't hold on to their guys. They made moves. They went and got a Ron Darby. They said, okay, we need to figure out a, a, what can be a guy that can stop and slow down Dez Bryant. They went and got a Ron Darby. Uh, they said, okay, how can we stop and slow down Ezekiel Elliott? Think just don't think that they didn't get these guys for nothing. They went and got a Jurgen. They went and got another guy, a Haloli Nadi. You know what I'm saying? That's from last year. Of course, they got Haloli Nadi this year. So you got to figure out a way. How can I dominate my division first and then make a proper plan and then attack on those plans? And then on top of that, when it's time for you to, for you to let the guy go, just let him go. Don't hold on to these guys. Don't, don't, just don't do that. Anybody can think of that guy named for, uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me know, the wide receiver guy. I think his name is Tory. I think Tory Smith. Tory Smith, yeah, that's who you're talking about. You're right. I mean, he's, he's whack. He, he was whack, right? He's, but he's he, gone now. He's gone yeah. now. They, they they just got him and they got rid of him. One year deal, right? Trey, Trey Burton. Uh, they traded him. I thought. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, okay, yeah. but Trey, I'm saying you Trey wouldn't Burton keep him anyway. Yeah, Trey Burton was one of the tight ends, a young developing mm-hmm. tight end. They got rid of him. He's not even on the team. They just moved on. You know, because do you know why? Because mm-hmm. this is what they do and. A lot of the top teams are going to do it. They get so much competition. It's like well, they don't have to wait on you getting your act together. We got three guys better, just as good as you. So we can't afford to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they got plenty of players. I mean, they, they draft good. I can't hate on them. They do draft good. This People need to understand this division is going to be tough. I can't stand the Redskins. I feel like we're still going to beat them. But they're going to be tougher. The division is going to be tough this year. There's been good drafts in the NFC East the last two, three years. I feel like Washington's had some good drafts, especially on the defensive side on that front. You know what I mean? And I feel like the Giants had some decent drafts. Ingram was a good draft that tied in. He, he's a monster. True you know that. what I mean? So, and then they got uh, Hernandez over there. He's going to help. You know what I mean? So, they've had some good drafts. The NFC East is going to be tough. And just like you said, Law, we have to win the division first. That's first and foremost. We haven't had a bad record in the division the last few years, so I have feel real good about us still conquering. Right, five uh, within and one. That, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. five and one. The year before that, we uh, almost what? We only lost two. We only lost, we lost two to the Giants. To the yeah. Giants, but we still were the dogs. And then 2014, you saw what we did. Only reason why we fell off in 2015 for real was with those major injuries. Romo, you know damn well if Romo was hurt, wasn't hurt that whole year, he'd have balled out. True that. He would have balled out. It was when he got hurt is when it was it was a wrap. Mm. But oh, and it's just, it just what it is, man. I'm just saying you don't go out there and sell the farm for free agencies. But somehow no. I'm looking at other teams that win, that won the Super Bowl. You know, they went out and made those moves during free agent. I mean, just name me a team that didn't make the move, and I'll sit and wait. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's that was, that was aggressive. Yes, I mean that's the motto. That's yeah. why they win. They're win now mode. They're not in that 
we'll see in two or three years. They're in that we need a Super Bowl now, today. So we're going to get these players right now, and then we'll figure it out uh, after next year. Or we're going to hit you with a one-year deal. And But next year, guess what? You're probably not going to be with us. But we're going to use you for what we need so we can get to the Super Bowl. And yeah. I, I feel what you're saying with that. And I feel like we are slow-footing maybe that process because we're like, we're okay. We're building for the future. Stop having that building for the future crap, and we need a Super Bowl. Just like uh, let, let me go back to this, like the the, the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Peyton, Peyton Manning had enough mm-hmm. talent to get them to the Super Bowl, and they was embarrassed, right? Right. Let's let's be honest. It was embarrassed by the Seattle Seahawks. They that following offseason, they they could have just said, you know what, I'm gonna trust my younger guys, and we're gonna get back there, and we're gonna whoop their tail. No, what they did, big game, James. They went out and got your boys. They I went mean, and got Tlaib, Aqib, whatever you say this man's name. They went and got Tupac. They went and got Biggie. They went and got a whole bunch of slew of people and said, look, this defense is going to be nasty. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. most teams do that. I mean, Ravens, I mean, you saw mm-hmm. teams like when they feel like they're in that win now and they maybe have that one or two players mm-hmm. or they feel like they are right there, they attack it. It seems like we are always like, we'll be all right. We're building for the future. We got this young core. We want to see what they're going to do rather than maybe you say we're getting an Earl Thomas because we ain't, we ain't waiting for that crap no more. Mm-hmm. Get Earl Thomas. We trying to win the Super Bowl. Earl Thomas is here. So that would change the mindset in what essence what you're saying where we be aggressive like forget all that. Earl Thomas is here. We want a Super Bowl. We'll worry about that deal later. What, yeah. did, what did the L.A. just did? You know, the Rams offseason. They, they said bump it. They finna try to win now. <laughs> you think they gonna say, "Okay, let's let our guys develop. Let's let's sit back and let's see the." They gotta guys figure win. out. Yeah, they gotta figure out though the whole thing with Donald Donaldson. Yeah. What would you give up if you're Dallas right now? To, if you could get him, because he's not right now. His talk is he's not playing another down without a new deal because they paid Cooks. Who all did they pay? They paid like three guys: Gurley, Gurley Cooks. Cooks. And there was one more. I, I thought Cooks got his bread before. Donald. Yeah. Yeah, they. I, I feel like there was one more guy that they also broke bank for, and so he's looking at that and he's like, "Nah, man, I, I'm the best defensive tackle in football." So yeah, man, I I don't know. I'm I, one, I, I, not just the best defensive tackle in football, one of the best players in the NFL. Yeah, but you know what they're doing, and this is what I'm thinking. They're gonna. They probably. This is what they probably do because he's going quarterback money. Yes, but but they got Wade Phillips. One thing, I, what's his name? Wade Phillips, right? Bum Phillips' son, right? Wade Phillips, yeah. the coach for yeah. the Cowboys, uh-huh. used to be. You know, they got him. They gonna look at him and say, okay, can you coach Sue? Can you can you develop Sue? That's why they got Sue. And and then we gonna squeeze this guy out because he want quarterback money, and we ain't finna pay him quarterback money. Right. That's why they got Sue, so they I could probably it. ring him and then draft somebody in the draft next year. Yep. And the fan was talking about this uh, in the hypothetical earlier today, 105.3 The Fan here in Dallas. They were presenting the hypothetical of if you're Dallas, if you wanted to take that same like win now thing, what all would you be willing to give up to go get them? And their hypotheticals were starting with two first and like a second or something like that. And that's the assumption that you acquire him and then basically break bank paying him. That would be Ooh, foolish first, to give up two first and a second hell, and then also pay the man. 
What I'm saying is they could have did that no. in the draft. They the drafted right, went on ahead and got a defensive tackle. They could have moved up in the draft and got a, a, a dominant defensive tackle like a, a, a who was that guy Vita Vea or or move up a little bit. Who was another nasty defense? I would re, I would rather for them to do it in that aspect because if you have did it in the draft, you have five years with that player, regardless of how you look at it. If you yep. did it in the draft, not saying that you can draft it. Everybody can go out there and draft. What's this guy's name? Adonal what? Aaron Donaldson. 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 Donald, yeah. Donald, yeah. Aaron yeah. Donald, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I was putting Sun he's on. Not, he's not just yeah. everywhere. Because you think yeah. about the Mavericks, James Donaldson, when he used to play with the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, <laughs> I mean, but you yeah, just don't I, I agree. The price, the price they were talking was way too expensive. I just was kind of amazed that's what they were throwing out there. I mean, the fact that they considered that like a starting point, I was like, I'm already out. <laughs> right. Like, I would love having them on the team, but if you're talking about giving them this massive deal after giving up that many assets, especially when it seems like we actually know what we're doing in the draft again. I, I don't like that idea at all. I feel like you can build a strong team around that. So and I you think wouldn't give up two first for though? You wouldn't give but, but, up two first for him, though? No, this is how you got to flip it, though. Two first uh, would be hard, but at the same time, it's not just that that you didn't have to pay you though. It's that you didn't have to pay him, right? But see, you have to get see, him this is that. what you got to do. You got to flip it. You got to flip this thing into another angle. You got to look at what the Patriots do right now. Patriots have D Law contract, right? Let's say, for instance, D Law played for the Patriots. They will figure out a way to flip D Law and get at least either two seconds, a third, or maybe a first and a third for D Law. We don't have the cojones to do that. We're not going to do that. If I say trade D-Law for a first and a third or for two seconds and a fourth, they're going to look at me and say, Law Nation, you are foolish. You're crazy. You mean to tell me you're going to take 14 sacks off the field? That's a defensive end. You can't find defensive ends everywhere. But to me personally, D-Law is no near close of a uh, Chandler Zones, and, he, and then we don't have nobody who had the production levels of Jamie Collins. But what did the Patriots do? They had Jamie Jamie Collins. They got rid of him, and they also got rid of a uh, of, of a uh, of the guy that I just talked about, Chandler Zones. So they didn't. But they also have guys. a Tom Brady. They do have a Tom Brady. That, but, that can but, get but, you a little bit more both. They, can they, you they, not they, say they that? Do, they do buy you a little bit more real estate. But this is the thing. They they did they flip uh did they flip their other quarterback who's Ooh. seven and zero for the uh, forty nine? Garoppolo. They didn't Garoppolo. want he, you know why that happened. He didn't want to do that. <laughs> you know he didn't want to do that because you know Garoppolo about to shine. If, if yeah. Garoppolo shines, that speaks he volumes. Is. He is. Mm-hmm. You know he is. Everybody sees it. I mean, I don't think he's like the greatest, uh, like greatest ever, but like he's a good quarterback. He was good. Uh, there's a reason why Belichick wanted him. There's a reason why he didn't probably didn't. You you know Brady felt some kind of way. You know he did. And then now mm-hmm. it comes out Garoppolo's talking about I know I was better than him. You know what I'm saying? So Garoppolo is talking mad cash tonight with them Niners. So mm-hmm. uh Belichick saw something good in him. He didn't want to let that go. So but at the end of the day, he still had a time Brady. So that still gives you probably more leeway to more leeway. I'm gonna yeah, get ready to get Get, all right, I'll get rid of this player because I have one of the greatest players ever that's going to keep me in games. If I got a young quarterback or this and that, I may not trade that pick because I may need it because I don't really know. Hmm. What thoughts on that? Well, yeah, Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. Yeah, I agree. But I still think that the way they will and deal, that is the new – I think that the, the, the Eagles took a page from that. 
And I think that the other teams are going to take a look at how the Patriots just don't fall in love with their players. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think be, that's the new philosophy. And if we had Carson uh, Wentz, would you feel more comfortable? Like, you know, would you feel more comfortable if you had Carson Wentz? Than a Dak Prescott that yeah. we have right now? No, I don't feel comfortable with Carson Wentz because we don't know how he probably started tap dancing like the late great Gregory Hines when people started dancing at his feet. I don't know how he's going to play year three. And and uh, to me personally, uh, a known commodity, I know for sure that I got at least 22 wins from Dak Prescott. And I can say with the uh, first eight games that he looks still pretty good to me. It's just that the Ezekiel Elliott aspect of it and the uh, off the field issues that the team on and off the field and all this stuff with the coaching staff, with the front offensive line, those are things that came into place. So I do know that the Dak haters are going to be like, nah, law, Dak can't hit water if he fell off the boat. Uh, you can't see the bigger picture, but I'm looking at a player that can win us games. If we if we still have a, a better offensive line like 2016, if you have a full healthy Ezekiel Elliott, then I think that I can I can rest rest assured that Dak Prescott is going to take care of the ball. He's not going to throw crazy passes, and we can still win games. But my only thing is, uh, we were talking about this I think earlier. My only reservation is I don't think Ezekiel Elliott gets to the second contract. You don't think so? You don't think Dallas signs him? I don't think he I don't think he I think they're gonna squeeze him a little bit. Especially if he have a subpar year this year. And I'm not saying that he will. I think Ezekiel Elliott still can get sixteen, seventeen hundred yards plus. But if he have a subpar year this year or if he have any off the field issues, I don't think he'll make it to his second contract. I mean, you can see it happening. Uh, I mean, DeMarco Murray was a dog with us. I knew he wasn't going to get that money. When he started asking for that money, I knew we weren't going to pay him. And Zeke is going to cost a lot of money because I don't think he's going to have a subpar year. not saying you think he is, but I think he's going to have a big year. And it's just going to make it even harder to be. Once he has another big year, I'm already be envisioning like him not being here. I, I thought he could be. A, but he has another big year. He's going to want big money. And then you so see Todd Gurley have money. a big year this year. This will be what it'll be going into his fourth going, year. Be, so then they'll be talking about that option, which they're automatically going to lock him up to, so that give him enough time to negotiate or see what's happening. Yeah, I mean, we let the fans. Speak, That's why man. they we got that the option speak. out there. Yeah. Nation, do y'all go and pay Ezekiel Elliott or you don't? You know, uh, let, let us know in the comment section. We, we would you pay Ezekiel Elliott? I've chimed in on this before, so I was I was you just tell me, you guys I, I never I never hear I I wanna know would you pay Ezekiel Elliott either one of y'all or would you pay Ezekiel Elliott second deal? I gotta see where it stands, but I think I think you don't, honestly. Um maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think that you're already paying the top offensive line in the league. You already have three guys on that offensive line that are the top of the league as far as their uh positional pay. You have another who I think is in the top three at his position. I think your offensive line overall is using, what is it? It was something like 30% of the total cap or something just on that line. You've So you have the best running offensive line in the league as far as your scheme goes. You can find quality somewhere in the first four rounds. You can find a guy like, uh, guy who's that guy that went off last year for the Chiefs? His name just slipped from my mind. Hunt. Yes, Kareem Hunt. You can find a guy like that in the first four rounds. Now, he might not be pound for pound, four pound Zeke, and I don't think Kareem Hunt is by any means, but you can still find a guy who is very good and will work very well in your scheme. And with this line, 
And then with that money you save, not having to suddenly pay $12 million for a running back because instead you're paying a rookie deal to a guy, might even be like a third or fourth round rookie potentially depending on what you choose to do in the draft. Mm -hmm. That savings you can now apply to your defense or you can apply towards getting a you know significant receiver to bring in whether it's a free agent or something like that like there's there's a lot more you can do now if if the alternative is to say hey the money that you were going to pay zeke now you're just going to pay that to dak no i don't want that if if i'm if i'm not re-signing zeke i want to allocate that money to make the team better not just to pay someone who's here and say here you're like the face of this let's just give it to you because the quarterback typically gets the most money anyway well I'll, i'll say this if you don't do that and you don't sign Zeke, you better believe your quarterback better be good because if you're going to do like the Denver Bronco theory like they did when they had like four or five years where they had straight 1,000-yard backs and they just kept recycling them every year and they were coming out of nowhere. Uh, Mike Anderson, Orlando's Gary, Clint Portis, all those guys, they were just recycling and they were really relying on that offensive line with that good quarterback play and they were just recycling running backs like it was a nothing. So that would be the theory. We did do it when uh, – um, Darren McFadden came in and he and he got those a thousand yards, so it's definitely possible. But that quarterback play better be very good. Mm-hmm. What does uh, Russell Wilson play post uh, uh, beast mode? What is his pay? I can look. Not, it up. not play, 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 play. His play? How, how, how's oh. his play out there on the field? Uh, is he, did, did he? Did I know he had the. I I think mm-hmm. after beast mode had he had that struggle year, came bounced back last year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because he he split set out a year, so yeah, he had a he had one year where he was down a little bit, and then he bounced back pretty well right. last year. Last year, bounced right back. Yep. I mean, by all means necessary, you do need a running back that's just just nasty like Ezekiel. You do need that running back. He is special. He's not an average running back, but if you look at the running back time span, you know, lifespan in the NFL. One can argue and say you're not going to get 2016 Ezekiel Elliott in 2021, 2022. You know, it'd just be remarkable if if you can get anything like that. But wow. he, he can prove us wrong. You know, you you from you up there. You saw Ezekiel Elliott play for the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. You know. Well, I mean, like I said, it's a different time because I remember mm-hmm. back in the day when you had running backs to come in the draft, and they would get. Eight nine years of a thousand, a thousand, fourteen hundred, thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred. You would see them get them years, and it's just like, even though they're saying they're bringing the running back back, I don't feel like it's fully back. So I just, it's hard for you to see now running backs having an eight year career with a team getting a thousand, a thousand, a thousand. It's hard to see now because so much passing is going on, so much of the new wave offense is always changing, and the running back you always need it, but. I don't know if you're ever going to see those backs where they're just getting those 1,400-yard seasons back every single year. And then, you know, they're playing with that team. It's almost like NBA. You you, you play a few more years. These guys are signing shorter deals in the NFL now longer, too. Have, have mm-hmm. you noticed that? Back in the day, we signed 10-year deals, 8-year deals. Now they're mm-hmm. signing those two, three-year deals. Now yep. they're going with one-year deals, bargaining on themselves. They're not signing the long-term deals anymore because those those years are never being seen regardless. They used to sign those eight, ten-year deals. They would get excited. Six or seven, six or those years you wouldn't even going to see. I think I think what happened here is that those longer deals. I think that those agents kind of caught home, you know, caught on to it, and they said, okay, none of this stuff is real because the money is not guaranteed. You see. 
And, yeah. Uh, and that's why they kind of like, okay, give me a shorter deal, but guarantee the money and we'll make something happen. And I think that uh, also, even though the NFL collectively is not hitting as hard as they used to back in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s, but I think players are, are bigger and faster and stronger now, you know. And when they hit you, you the collision, that collision rate, you know, lower your chances of uh, of playing longer in the NFL. So we'll see, though. It's like one of the things we'll have to wait and see on Ezekiel Elliott. But shout-out to Ezekiel Elliott. I, I really want him to, to, to show up and show out this year. Yeah, absolutely. The off This offense and overall this team will go as Zeke goes. If, if he's doing it, if he's uh, tearing it up and looking more like 2016 Zeke, this team will go far. Yes, indeed. So uh, shout-out to Vaj Lombardi. I see you in the mix, man. Christopher Jones, Tyrone uh, Palmer, thank you guys for tuning in to the nation. Appreciate you. Tyrone Church in the building, too. <laughs> uh, looks like James' laptop just restarted, so it's right. just you and me holding down the fort for the moment. No worries, man. Um, pretty much from here um, – we just can't wait for this uh, whole week to go by and have more film out there so we can just take a real good look at what players' development, what, how Dak Prescott is going through his progressions, uh, who's going to be like the standout, uh, you know, is always yeah. every year the standout player. Like, oh, remember Andy Jones? He was one of those guys. Yep. And I think yep. he's probably <laughs> delivering milk at this point, but it is what it is, guys. I think we'll have some good battles in training camp. Mm-hmm. I really do. The receiving core is not yet decided by any means. You know, you're going to have like Terrence Williams going out there and kind of fighting for his job. I think uh, right now he's not even able to go at full. He is further along with his foot injury than like Malik Collins. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's got a lot of competition that he's going to be facing for it. And although he is the most established veteran guy certainly for this team. I mean, Hearns, in terms of career, has about similar... Well, no, because T-Will's been in the league more than, I think, the four years that he has, obviously. So, yeah, he's the most veteran receiver in this bunch, uh, but it's still a matter of what can you do on the field and can you stay healthy? And right. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if he'll win that. It'll be a tough competition, and I think, uh, I think it was Broadus. It was either Broadus or someone for DallasCowboys.com, someone else basically suggesting that Tavon, they think he is going to be listed as a receiver. And if that's oh, the wow. case, that's one more guy that you, you got to compete with because <laughs> before the word was that he was going to be a running back on the depth mm-hmm. chart, and that was how you could sneak on an extra receiver, basically. Yeah, that's something else, man. Um, we're heading towards the uh, final five minutes. So uh, what are your uh, thoughts altogether, uh, 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 DDP, on um, – the running back core and the tight in the tight end uh for the running back core i think that i think they're pretty solid honestly like again we we've been talking a lot about how much better we think zeke will be i think that they're going to offensively i think they're going to accept that they have to be a little more creative with what they do and that's not just how they line up the receivers putting Tavon outside more they're, they've said that they are going to expand Beasley's route tree this year. They're going to line him up outside a little bit. They're going to line up Tavon outside, move Hearns inside, outside as needed. I imagine he probably still plays mostly inside, but they're going to do that with the receivers. Don't be surprised if they finally do what I uh, I was. I did an article and a video a while back for the mm-hmm. site talking about how I want them to use Zeke in the passing game more. Not saying you have to go full Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh in terms of how they use him, but I would love to see them 
just to change it up a little bit to get him more involved because if you really do have questions about Dax down the field passing and accuracy and things like that, you can run something with Zeke and get still a dynamic athlete in open space. So that, that'll that take maybe a little bit then if you're putting him in those situations. Maybe that takes a smidge away from how many carries you give him. But after that, you got uh, Rod Smith as well. And you're going to have Tavon Austin as well as a guy you can toss out there for that. So they're going to have options in this backfield. And I think this is a solid backfield. I feel better about this backfield than I have the last two when we had Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden as the backups. I know we also had Rod Smith, but he wasn't really getting carries then. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other one you asked besides running backs? Oh, tight, yeah, ends? tight ends? Yeah. I yeah. think they, they're interchangeable with one because Jameez Olawale, you know, Jameez Olawale, he can he can be that H-back. Yeah. 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 Man, that's, that's a guy we hadn't even talked much about. I, I think he is going to be an underrated addition as well. And I, I think that kind of works to his favor that he's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Good blocker. He was a tight end in college, so he can catch the ball. He had a 75-yard touchdown catch and run last year uh, for the Raiders. So mm-hmm. at least I think it was last year. It was either last year or the year before. But, yeah, the, du- the dude can do a little something with it. Uh, if you put him in the right situation, he's going to be the fullback on this team. As for the tight ends themselves, Rico's the ultimate question mark. He looks like he's taking it seriously these days. That's great. He's going to need to because this is a make-or-break year for him regarding mm-hmm. the Cowboys and potentially his whole NFL career entirely. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I think, will ultimately take the job as the starter, but it might not happen in year one. You might see more of Swaim or uh, Jarwin being kind of the starter for this team. No, no doubt, man. That's some good stuff. So I can't wait to all to see how all this stuff gel. It's the first day. So we'll see. Um, just want to give a shout out to everybody that's in the uh, Facebook panel, Calvin uh, and Mercy. Shout out to you two as well. And uh, thank, thank you guys for tuning in on that side. We're live uh, on Dallas Prospect Show. Every legend was once a legend, well, well, once a prospect. EBSN online, shout out to you. Phantom, Big Game, James Page, and Silver and Blue Nation. Uh, we try to do this show pretty much every Thursday around this time so hit that notification button don't forget to uh, join the podcast too it should be in the description box on our youtube page Uh, feel free to go there and support the nation too as well Uh, we have uh, in the sections there where it says paypal patreon that's how you can help uh help us out with productions and stuff like that so that in the future, we can fly out to these events like the Combine and fly out to the events like the Oxnards and wherever uh, away games that, that may occur that's kind of close to us, that's reasonable, that we can go to. And shout out to the Facebook uh, team all together and uh, the chat box on the uh, YouTube, Texas Kid, Almighty Bones, D-Will, T-U, and D-U, and uh, Daniel Marshall, and also Vaj Lombardi too as well. Uh, any shout-outs you want to give out to as well, uh, DDP? Yeah, I'll run through some of the people we got here on the mm-hmm. chat on the prospect page. Uh, shout-outs to Young Onyx, Gatewood Sports Report. Uh, if you guys haven't subscribed to him already, give him a subscribe. He's new to the game, but uh, going to be working with prospect quite a bit, I imagine, moving forward. Uh, also got the lovely Annette in here, uh, Italian Cowboy, Patrick Rossman. Shout out to all of you. Uh, on Phantom, we have a Casey Tarr. 
Uh, I think listening still. Yep, my new face. But again, that's on the Phantom chat, so it makes sense we'd have some new faces that we don't typically see. Uh, But yeah, thanks thanks to everyone for watching and supporting, and thank you to you, Law, and James for kind of holding down the fort while I was out getting uh, getting fixed up earlier tonight. Yes, indeed, man. Get it all fixed up, man, and hopefully uh, it just heal faster and we can get get off to a good run for this season. Yep. And uh, just tell them uh, where they can find the website at and all this stuff. At. Yeah, so uh, if you guys haven't already, check out the website, thedallasprospects.com, your home for Dallas sports and all things pop culture. You'll find lots of great uh, Cowboys content, Mavericks content. I'm working as well to flesh out more, you know, Big 12 football, uh, Dallas Stars, Texas Rangers, all of that. But then we got the pop culture stuff as well. We've got gaming news and reviews, film critic stuff, uh, music, interviews, all that. Lots of great stuff here that we're trying to build out and everything. And a big part of that is we're, we're just a bunch of guys kind of pursuing our passions and all of that and trying to build and create the content that we wanted to see. So just like, uh, you know, silver and blue talks, they are the voice of the fans. It's kind of the same aspect with Dallas prospect as well. So, uh, you can also find us on Facebook at the, the Dallas prospect. Twitter is at Dallas prospect as well. And Mm -hmm. just don't forget to subscribe, not just to Dallas prospect, but also to law nation, silver and blue gatewood sports report. Just, uh, yeah, support us, help us grow the stuff, man. Help us grow the show. Yes, indeed, man. So uh, that's all the time we have for today. I really, and I mean, I really thank you guys for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass. Salute. We're out. Peace. Every legend was once a prospect. Yes, indeed. Ha <laughs> ha.